0: Hey, my Time to Level Up listeners, welcome back to the podcast. So today what I've done is something that I have not done in the past, but I took some of the
1: audio from my recent masterclass, day one. The class was called From Overwhelmed to Accomplished. And on day one, we talked specifically about how to move from confusion to clarity. And when we're in that state of confusion, what often happens is that we are stressed. We're in what I call stuck stress. This is a concept that I've learned a lot about from a coach, Jody Moore, that I've kind of borrowed some of this from and reworked it into my own way of thinking. But stuck stress is
0: very different than progression stress. A little
1: bit of stress isn't so bad, right? But when we are feeling overwhelmed, we're often stressed and we're in that stuck stress. And that's what's keeping us from being accomplished. So today I want you to listen in. Yes, I did have a whiteboard behind me, but you don't need to have that. You're going to get everything you need just by listening. And listen and ask yourself, what kind of stress am I in? What kind of stress am I in? And I will give you a spoiler alert. You do have the power to change that. So sit back, buckle up and listen in to day one, where we delve in to the fabulous topic of stress. Today is day one. We're talking about really going from being in a, we'll call it confused state to a clear one. And I want to let you know that I am using the words confusion and indecision as kind of like cousins to overwhelm, all right? So think about this. When we are confused, when we're in indecision, we're often overwhelmed. When we're overwhelmed, we can't make a decision. We tell people we're confused. We don't know what the next step is, right? So they're all friends. And when we're in that overwhelm, a lot of times then there is no action. We are stuck, right? And then we're stressed or we're stressed and then there's no action, which makes us feel overwhelmed. It's like all related. It's a big tangly mess. Okay. So I want to talk about trying to eliminate that stress, which is a feeling, right? So that you actually can take some action. And wouldn't it be amazing if we could get to a stress level of zero? Wouldn't that be amazing? It would be amazing. Okay. So if we can get to a stress level of zero, we can accomplish things. So Today, this is kind of the rundown. Okay. The rundown is we're going to talk about what creates stress. I am going to give you some tools for achieving level zero of stress. I'm gonna answer your questions and I'm gonna give you a little bonus. I'm gonna ask if you have questions, save them to the end or put them in the chat box. And then I will scroll through and find them. Okay. So don't, you don't have to necessarily save them to the end, but I might not answer them till the end. Okay. And I thought my coach told me, gave me this little saying this week. And I thought this was really funny. Okay. So she said, it's like a radio station. W-I-M-I-F-M. What's in it for me. Okay. So as you, that's the radio station. So as you listen today, I want you to think about this. What can you take away from today? Like what is in this that totally pertains to you? I bet a lot, okay? So what's in it for you? A lot, but try to start to relate this to your own life. Now, I've never really presented this material in this way. So if you've been following me for a while, which some of you have, this is all new. All right, now, if you have been following me for a while, you know that I am a real big believer that our thoughts create our feelings right? This is no new news to you if you've been working with me. And our thoughts create our feelings is part of the model, okay, which is another one of my favorite tools that I talk about all the time. But you know, you may know this, but you may not. So circumstances, which are the facts, okay, trigger our thoughts, which then trigger our feelings, and ultimately create either action or inaction and then lead to a result, okay? So right now in our world, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. We still have a pandemic. I can't believe we're talking about this, but we do. We still have, we're in the middle of a pandemic. There's a lot of things that are political going on. We're all, we've got kids. We're all worrying that they're gonna actually be able to stay in school, okay? There are hurricanes happening, okay? Then there are all the usual problems relationship, work, caring for parents, caring for little kids. Okay. And what I'm wanting you to recognize is that I'm not saying that you shouldn't worry or stress about these things, but what I want you to recognize is that sometimes it feels like there's a lot more stress about it than meets the eye. Like, have you said to someone like, you just don't understand When we say things like, you just don't understand, it's starting to create some overwhelm for us. All right. But what if we started to think about things deliberately with intention and on purpose, okay, versus on autopilot, All right? So these things, the pandemic, kids in school, breaking up with a boyfriend, right? Those are things that are outside of us. They don't cause our overwhelm. They don't create our feelings, our thought or what are creating our feelings. Okay. Now let's like give some examples here. All right. So let's just talk about pandemic or kids going to school. All right. So some people are really upset that their student is still having to wear a mask. Okay. And they're like, this is so disappointing that we have to start yet another school year with kids wearing masks. Right, So some people think it's disappointing. Some people feel like it's annoying. Some people feel like it's just inconvenient. Now, some people may even take it to another level and say, this is heartbreaking because they're still not having band practice. My kid can't blow in his flute. He can't be first flute in the, in the orchestra. Some people are just indifferent about it all. So the fact that we're wearing masks is not causing the emotion of disappointment, or overwhelm, or confusion. It's our thoughts that are creating them. In a business, okay, I love relating stuff to business. In a business, I could say, like, let's say today, I could say that the fact that the Zoom link was incorrect in the body of the email was overwhelming to me, like created some stress, Okay. It wasn't that the fact that the link didn't work. It was my thought about the fact that the link didn't work. And actually, to be really honest for about a split second, it created some stress, but then I said, that's not a big deal. I'll just send out another email. So what we need to do is to learn how to think deliberately. So many people think that this means Thinking positively. How many of you have just have heard someone say, "Oh, you, I just need to think more positive." This is exactly what I am not saying. I am not saying that thinking deliberately or with intention or on purpose means that you need to think positively. No, I am suggesting that you thinking deliberately, you think on purpose. This kind of thinking is better than positive. And it is better than happy, right? And I'm going to tell you why I think that. All right. So if we are not thinking deliberately or intentionally or on purpose, and we're thinking on autopilot, oftentimes we end up in a place that I call stuck stress, which is the kind of stress that makes it really hard to accomplish anything. When we have stuck stress, what usually is causing this is that we're future focused right now. You're like, Andrea, you always say to be future focused, <laughs> which is true. I often say go to that future self and ask them what to do. All right. But what I mean in this situation is that we're in stuck stress. We're thinking about and worrying about what might happen. Well, I mean, what might happen is that this whole Delta variant like overtakes everything and school gets all shut down. Okay. What might happen is that the people that we're supposed to jump on this class today. Don't get on because the link was wrong. That's what might happen, right? That's me being future focused. You guys all know, I'm sure you've heard that I don't even know what this statistic is. 95% of the things we worry about never happen. And that leaves us in this stuck stress. Now, stuck stress also feels unbearable. I think I spelled wrong and then I corrected. (laughs) It's like, ooh, that's not that kind of bear. It's that kind of bear. So their stuck stress feels unbearable. You just want it to end right? Can't this all just go away, right? It also, you sometimes think, oh, I'm going to feel so much better when this is over. And you also want to hurry it up. You want to hurry it up because it's growing in intensity as the days go on, right? Think about that overwhelm. It never really goes away until you decide it's going to go away. In the meantime, it's just growing in intensity and you start to feel it in your body. So when I talk about feelings a lot, there's emotions. Okay. And then there's sensations and the sensations are in our body. In the stuck stress, we feel that in our body. It also blocks our genius, okay? So when I work with clients, one of the things they often say in our initial call, like in our initial consult call is that, you know what, Andrea, in these 30, 45 minutes, you have made everything seem so simple. Like this isn't really hard, right? This isn't rocket science. But when we're in this stuck stress, it is blocking our genius. And we we can no longer problem solve. We become horrible problem solvers in stuck stress. And then we start to feel self-pity. We start to feel resentment. We start to blame. Play the blame and shame game. We blame others, okay? This week I was doing a lot of blaming my brother because he's not helping, okay? I'm trying to blame him, right? He didn't make the situation. That's not a good place for me to be putting blame. Also go back, listen to, there's a podcast about blame and shame. I'm not sure what number it is, but there's a blame and shame podcast. That would help. So here's what happens. Okay. Here comes my graph. You ready for my graph? This is like, I don't know, fourth grade math. Here's my graph. So what happens is it doesn't, the stuck stress does not help us. It reaches a point where it doesn't help us. So on my graph, we have over here on the vertical axis, our quality of life down here, which is very low quality of life up here, very high quality of life. Okay. On this side, this is our number of attempts to predict and prevent future problems. All right. And this is like, zero attempts, and this is 100 attempts. I want you to think about a seatbelt, riding in a car, right? So we know that seatbelts save lives. A lot of research on that. We also know that riding in a car, as Erin realized earlier last week, can be dangerous. We can get hit. People get in accidents. They're injured. Sometimes, unfortunately, they're killed. Riding in a car is dangerous. So what happens is we think about that seatbelt. We're like, okay, I know, just like you thinking about the seatbelt. I know that wearing my seatbelt, I can wear my seatbelt and I can go ride in a car and go places, okay? It's gonna improve my quality of life. If I can go places, my life would be so much better. So I'm gonna wear the seatbelt. I'm thinking about riding in the car, seatbelts are helpful. I'm trying to predict and prevent future problems by wearing my seatbelt. But if I go beyond thinking about wearing my seatbelt and I start thinking about, yeah, well, I can wear my seatbelt, but things still can happen. I mean, the other guy, he might be drunk. He might run the red light. He might whatever. Okay. If I keep thinking about those future problems, I may say, I don't even want to ride in the car and I may never go anywhere. So then my quality of life goes down. It can get to kind of like a tipping point. So let's think about this. Let's think about, since this is like fresh in my brain, kid going to college. So, okay, here's me being a good mom, getting ready. I'm getting the kid ready for college. This can even start like when he's one years old, right? Get to a point up. He's ready to go. If I keep worrying about his preparedness for college, my quality of life is going down. Like it gets to a point you can only worry so much. You can only stress so much. And then the stress is useless. It's kind of like the law of diminishing returns. Okay. Preparing for today. All right. I actually, to be really honest, checked all those links yesterday and they all worked for real. Okay. Now, could I have sent the email? Some, I mean, I could have probably done a million things that I didn't do, but I it would have been kind of like law of diminishing returns because I would have just spent too many hours stressing about the link. So I did what I could do and then I let it go. And my quality of life remained up here. It wasn't down here. I wasn't waking up in the middle of the night worrying about this masterclass, okay? So that is kind of what stuck stress can do for us. If we keep stressing, if we keep trying to think about the future, there's another kind of stress that's friends with overwhelm, but it is called progression stress and progression stress is going to become your new best friend. Progression stress helps you accomplish and get to a place where the stress is zero because you have accomplished it. Now, if you are experiencing or in the state of progression stress, you are very much current problem focused. You're solving for the problem at hand. I solved for the problem at hand, but the link didn't work. I didn't worry about tomorrow yet. That's not helpful. If you are thinking about parenting, okay, you know how our brains, this is a, okay, this is a great one. I have a coach friend that says when we parent and our kids, we don't know what to do with them or we're worried about them. We all think that they're going to live in a van down by the river. That's when we are not current problem focused. That is us going to tr- the future. So no one is living in a van down by the river right now, right? We just have to help them with what they have need help with today. In your business, we can go to what if I don't hit my goal? What if I just stay stuck in this place I'm in now? What if I don't get a new job? What if my boss doesn't like what I did? That's all future focused. Let's just focus on what we can do today. Current problem. Now, progression stress can be intense but it is tolerable. You can focus on what you need to do today to get to where you want to go tomorrow. Can't worry about tomorrow yet, but we can focus on what we need to do today. Right before this call, I had a client. She's like, oh my gosh, my brain's on overload. I have so many pieces of this project. Let's just focus. And what we can do today. Not worry about future. Progression stress, it diminishes. It actually goes away miraculously as we take action. Isn't that amazing? I mean, I keep going back to parenting, but think about all the things you've worried about, about a kid, or even if you're like managing people, think about all the things you worry about if your people are gonna perform at work Okay, and then they start to do things and then that stress goes away. Now it might be filled with a new stress, but it diminishes as we take action. Progression stress, it helps our genius. It helps us problem solve. It helps us see that things aren't so Bad. It's actually kind of useful. Imagine that. And it creates the feelings of determination. It creates commitment. It creates motivation and curiosity, courage. Look at all the things that it actually creates. Isn't that amazing? So you actually get to be a problem solver, which is amazing. Now in the chat box, I want you to pause and I want you to share with me what thoughts do you think cause stress? What are some of your repeating thoughts that cause stress? And is that stress that those thoughts cause, is that stress stuck stress or is it progression stress? What do you think? Is it stuck stress or is it progression stress? So this work product isn't good enough. Is that thought helping you deal with the current problem or is it future focused? Okay, yeah, it's stuck. What else? What else are you thinking? Cindy says she's got a lot of stuck stress. Julie, not spending enough time on a client project. Yeah, like, is that really help? Think about this. You're thinking that, and guess what? As you're thinking it, you're not spending time on the client project. Isn't that funny and ironic? Crazy, right? Meeting goals and numbers. Am I going to meet them? Or actually, that's a question. I won't meet them is really the thought. What if I don't meet them? If I don't meet them, something will happen. That's stuck stress. Versus thinking about, okay, today, this is what I have in front of me. Not, I don't give my kids enough attention. They're all going to live in a van down by the river. We can only do what we're doing today. It's not useful. Are the, this is what I want you to think about this. Are any of the thoughts, that Aaron or Julie, Cindy, Sandy, Monday, they all shared, are any of those useful, right? not useful. What about a trend of your position becoming redundant and being sent? Yes. Okay. Like I'm going to get eliminated. My position is no longer going to be needed. That's kind of stuck stress instead of thinking, Hmm, what can I do today to make myself useful and to make this position not redundant and to show them the value I'm bringing. Okay. Notice this. Everything is always fine in the present, in the moment, everything is always Fine. In the moment, everything is always figure outable. If we think I can solve this, let's get busy. I'm on it. I will be okay somehow. What can we do now? Progression stress, the good kind, comes from thinking about solving things. And we can start to think about solving things right now in the present moment, currently. So think about the thoughts that are creating either progression stress or stuck stress. Now, if we want zero stuck stress, we want stress level zero, okay? We don't want any stuck stress. Here are two things you need to do. You need to identify the stuck stress thought and be prepared to examine your head, okay? What thoughts are you having? Are they thoughts? Are they facts? I'll give you a clue. Anything about the future is gonna go in the thought line. Now, this is not as easy as it sounds. Because Monday's comment, I don't give my kids enough attention. There's a part that she didn't add on to that. I don't give my kids enough attention, so they will become whatever. Or that means I'm not a good mom. She's thinking, I need to give them attention so that they whatever. That's future, right? So those are all her thoughts. Identify your thoughts. And then the next piece here is to be willing to be wrong about them. Okay. This is a lot of what we do in coaching. We are learning in coaching to think more deliberately. And when we do that, we sometimes have to realize that our thoughts might be wrong, right? What if my position isn't redundant and I'm not going to be sent home? What if I'm spending the exact right amount of time on the client project? What if what I'm creating at work is amazing? Your brain wants to be in the right more than it wants you to feel better or achieve goals or to lose out on your goals. Your brain's job is to make you feel better. So it's trying to make you feel better by telling you, oh, you better get cracking. You might lose your job, okay? Your brain is not offering you, huh, you might be wrong about that. You're not gonna lose your job. But you need to start to be willing to be wrong about your thoughts. And if you think about this, like as we try to accomplish something, it's a journey, like there's probably steps to it. And we have to be willing to be wrong along the way. No one ever went from zero to 100 without being wrong along the way. And note, I want you to know too, that the next piece of this is really telling yourself the truth and then to get moving. And when you tell yourself the truth and you get moving, amazing things can happen, right? And here's what can happen. If you're telling yourself the truth, then you're not indulging in feeling scared because that's the truth all the time. It's not necessary. Think about this. Let's say there's a box of chocolates and you eat one and then you walk by it again a few hours later and you have another one. And then you're like, oh, after dinner, I deserve a third one. There is nothing wrong with eating chocolate, right? There's nothing wrong with it, but it's not necessary, right? It's not fueling your body, especially like three chocolates. And really, it would really be okay if you never ate chocolate ever again in your entire life. But we like eating it because it tastes good. It's comforting. It goes down easy. It's kind of like the stuck stress. It's not necessary. You would be super fine for the rest of your life if you never had any more stuck stress. But we're used to being there. It feels okay because we don't have to make any decisions or move forward. And we don't have to feel that fear. Now, it's not a problem to experience fear or being scared. That's not a problem unless we make it a problem. We often sometimes describe things in stuck stress as something that's just happening. Like it happens to us, like it's not optional. Like we just noticed it, almost like I'm 49 and I'm stressed, I'm confused, I'm not sure what to do. Your brain doesn't recognize this as optional and caused by our thoughts, it just thinks it is. It just thinks that stuck stress is just the thing because you're on autopilot. So it thinks this is the place to be. The truth is overwhelmed and confusion and indecision the truth is that that is caused by a mismanaged mind. Okay. Now I'll give you an example, financial planners. I don't know if we have any on the call. Okay. We have a financial planner. We meet with this guy a few times a year. And I find myself about 20, 30 minutes into the conversation just wishing it was over. It's kind of boring to me. A lot of the lingo I'm not super familiar with. It sometimes causes stress because he's talking about saving money. So Oftentimes those conversations create the overwhelm for me, create that feeling, okay? Because it's a topic that I'm not interested in. It's not my language. And I don't really even wanna be interested in it. What happens is when I kind of go into that place, then I start to zone out. You ever experience this? You start to zone out. So that feeling allows me to kind of be unconscious. It allows me to not engage and wish it was all over and ask when it would end. But I'm curious and I did this. I decided last time that I was not going to be overwhelmed, that I was going to like be all in, ask millions of questions. And it allowed me to stay engaged because of course I am capable of understanding what's going on. I can ask questions, I can learn, but being overwhelmed and zoning out allows me to hang out kind of in my lower brain, which is uncomfortable versus hanging out in the higher problem solving brain, right? So this stuck stress is part of your lower brain. It's comfy down there. You don't have to solve any problems. okay? You can just be like, this isn't my thing. So notice telling myself this is confusing is not leading me to clarity. Being confused leads me to more confusion. It leads me to more fogginess. When there's something that like we are super invested in, we tend to go into that progression stress. But sitting in that financial planning meeting, sometimes I'm not committed to solving the problem. I'm just committed to zoning out. But when I commit, solving the problem then all of a sudden i feel like i'm making progress but i have to go to my higher brain now think about building a business your brain wants to be overwhelmed and confused it wants to be there okay think about technology like if i told you to go make an instagram reel, you'd be like uh, "No, no 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 i mean i'm pretty good at technology but I'm not making a reel. So really what's going on is you are capable of making an Instagram reel. It's a result of me not managing my brain or us not managing our brains around it. So you might say to me, Andrea, aren't some things just confusing or overwhelming? I mean, isn't that just the way it is? And I want you to try on the answer of no. Try answering that question as no. There is just my brain trying to stay comfortable and indulging in the confusion and the overwhelm and the fear. So what do we do about it? We decide to believe the truth and get headed in the right direction versus pointed back towards fogginess and confusion. But in order to do this, you really got to tell yourself the truth. And the truth is you're scared. You're going to fear you're going to get it wrong. You won't get it resolved if you make the wrong decision or the wrong choice, or your kid's going to live in the van down by the river. Okay, that's the truth. But I want you to put faith in the fact that you don't need to control everything. I want you to put effort and belief into just gathering the facts, making the decision, accessing this progression stress, and moving forward. So the truth gets you headed toward clarity and focus versus I'm scared and confused doesn't get you there, just sticking there. Now, if you avoid making a decision because it might be hard, you're probably avoiding making the decision because you'll have to move forward and then you might fail. That's the truth. Our brains tell us to stay confused because it's much safer and easier than making the decision and moving forward. But when you tell yourself the truth, you're getting some leverage over your brain and you realize that overwhelm isn't happening to us. We are allowing it to hang around. We're settling for it. So you can decide that failure is not a problem and that you might succeed. You might be wrong and you might succeed. Okay, so there's where this getting it wrong comes in. You might be wrong. You might actually succeed. And then when we talk about taking action, and we're going to talk about this more as the week goes on, Okay, when we talk about that, the thought I'm going to leave you with today is just try something. Everything that you try that doesn't work is one step closer to what does work. But only if you supervise your brain. If you fail, well, here's what happens. If we fail one time, many of us go right back to overwhelm. You know, I've not failed, I've found a thousand ways that won't work, is a famous quote from Thomas Edison. I've not failed, I've found a thousand ways that don't work. So what we really need to do is just get busy figuring out how. Dan Sullivan, I don't know if anyone's followed him, he always says that we're either succeeding or learning. Those are the only two options, succeeding or learning. So that's kind of what I want you to think about as you think about how to get moving. So, but I want you to recognize that you don't have to do this alone. You don't have to do this alone. So what did you think of that? And I ended there by saying you don't have to go it alone. So you don't have to go it alone. Okay. Oftentimes when we're in that stuck stress, we are stuck inside the peanut butter jar. One of my favorite analogies, you are stuck inside the peanut butter jar. It's pretty sticky in there. And when you're in there, you cannot get yourself out of it. You can't read the label. So what I offered to the participants of the class and I'm going to offer to you is to hop on a call with me and let's explore how you can get help. I may be a great person to help you. I may not be. Right. But you don't know what you don't know yet. And why not have some help getting into that progression stress and why not? have some help reading the label or figuring out what action you need to take, how to get moving. So you can always go to my website and book a call. You can also just direct message me on Instagram or in Facebook and we can set something up. But this is not a good place to be my friends in that stuck stress. Progression stress is so
0: much better. Okay, until next time, remember there's always an opportunity to level up. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money and manage life, head to AndreaLibros.com. That's A-N-D-R-E-A-L-I-E-B-R-O-S-S.com to find out about the ways we can work together. Until next time. Go level up.